What's better than this? Nah, screw it. I can't do it as well as Joe can. What's up, Draft Dudes listeners? This is your host, Kyle Krabs, flying solo. So Draft Dude today on the show. Joined by all of you. Today's episode of Draft Dudes is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. And the first order of business here on Draft Dudes today is to formally wish Joe Marino uh, a good deal of sunburn. The man left me for the beach. Took his daughter Rebecca to the beach for the very first time. And um, I hope he comes back nice and bright pink. Because he's having fun without us. Shame on him. But no worries. Uh, I am here to carry us through the week of shows here on Draft Dudes. uh, Including today, in which we are going to be talking about uh, some of our NFL Draft evaluations for 2021 uh, that have come courtesy of, well, let's just call it a restructure. We've done some housekeeping at the DraftNetwork.com that we're really excited about. And uh, we, we... have referred to ourselves over the course of this past year as football's 33rd front office. And we decided uh, that if we're going to act like a 33rd front office, we need to be structured like a 33rd front office. So we have some of our team members here at TDN are responsible for regions of the country. And it's going to allow us to scout a greater depth from now until January, and then once the draft season starts, we'll all have a collaborative effort to all watch the same players and bounce our ideas off of each other and come up with consensus grades for the players. In years past, everybody's had their own process. Everybody's kind of picked their players they want to watch, and at the end of the year, we compare those rankings and and pool it that way. So this is going to be 2021 NFL draft cycle. is going to be a little bit more reflective of, of how teams actually operate and how we're conducting business here at the Draft Network. We're excited about it. Uh, I, myself, as a Northern Delaware, Central PA, born and raised kind of guy, I got pegged with Notre Dame in the Big Ten. Uh, I got the Sun Belt, a little bit of Conference USA, and a handful of SEC teams. We made sure we split the SEC amongst every single member of our staff that is contributing to this effort so that everybody can see the SEC, because the SEC is, of course, uh, the premier destination for NFL draft talent every single year as you evaluate talent. So myself, Joe Marino, Dre Harris, and uh, Jordan Reed, working together, uh, tackling the country as we speak. We've been having these daily scouting meetings, which have been very insightful, where everybody gets to present the players that they watched from the day before, and break down their strengths and weaknesses and what jumps off the page or the screen at you. And then we're getting assessments and grades and, and wanted to kind of walk you guys through some of the uh, early impressions that we've been able to collect courtesy of these efforts from the TDN team. We have, as of right now, 15 players graded with preseason first-round grades that are eligible. Now, that's not everybody, okay? Because uh, I say 15, but Jordan hasn't rolled around to watch Jamar Chase yet. Joe hasn't rolled around to watch Greg Rousseau yet. And that's the luxury of having the amount of depth that we have to have here. There's so many players for us to dig into. We'll be done this effort by mid-July. 
and then I'll be able to definitively tell you how many we have. Uh, but even still, there's some other guys. Uh, Twyman from Pittsburgh doesn't have a write-up yet. So I say 15 knowing we've been at this for three weeks now. This is the start of our fourth week of this effort. And uh, I think the biggest surprise out of this group thus far was what Jordan Reed had to say about two Alabama defenders, Christian Barmore and Patrick Sertain. And listen, it's really just a reinforcement of what we already knew in that Alabama with Nick Saban is a freaking football factory. And these guys churn out, they reload, they don't rebuild. And Christian Barmore, a redshirt sophomore from Alabama, listed at 6'5", 310, former four-star recruit, uh, got a glowing review uh, from Jordan. Uh, Jordan said Barmore has an already rock-solid and mature upper body. It makes it hard for blockers to engage and stick against his frame. Uh, Bama interior defender possesses outstanding raw power combined with active and busy and powerful hands that enable his frame to remain clean and disengage when necessary. Excellent with executing swim arm over moves that allow him to make plays behind the line or in his gap as a run defender, as a redshirt freshman. He was treated mostly as a third down specialist prior to the final four games of the season. He has the versatility to play a one or three tech and an even front, but he's most spent most of his time in a base four, four eye technique in Alabama's odd fronts. This is a prospect that's only scratching the surface of what he could become. And with an expanded role in 2020, it shouldn't be surprising to see him skyrocket up draft boards. He didn't say he was Quentin Williams, but he said he's the next in line of that same type of player. And it was really exciting uh, to listen to him go through Christian Barmore. And I'll say this, uh, for this group, this group of players that we've watched thus far through three weeks, uh, we have watched 180 players. 60 players a week divided by four guys, five days a week. You can do the math, right? Everybody throughout the course of a week brings 15 players to the table. This offensive line group really jumps off at me, specifically one of the teams in my region that I'm responsible for myself. Uh, Ohio State, between Wyatt Davis and Josh Myers. Ohio State's center is Myers, and their right guard is Wyatt Davis. Uh, this is as exciting of a one-two punch as I can remember scouting uh, in the last couple of years uh, on the offensive line interior. Jonah Jackson, who went in the third round of the Detroit Lions this year, I really liked Jonah Jackson. I liked his tape a lot. I had a top, believe it was a top 50 grade on Jonah Jackson. And then I sat down this two weeks ago, and I said, okay, I'm going to do the Ohio State guys. And the more I watched, the more I had this realization that Jonah Jackson, despite being a player I really liked a lot, was the worst interior offensive lineman on the Buckeyes last year. (laughs) Wyatt Davis is an absolute jackhammer. Uh, his ability to beat people up. If you remember me in the pre-draft process this year, it was like January, I got around to watching Mekhi Becton, and I just raved about Mekhi Becton nonstop. If uh, you're a Jets fan and you listen to the show, uh, here you go. Here, here's some universal praise uh, for the New York Jets because Mekhi Becton was one of the most fun watches I had all year last year because of the way he just... For a lack of better phrase, 
He beat the piss out of people. Every single game. Over and over again. Routinely throwing guys off the screen. Wyatt Davis on the interior has that same component to his game. Uh, He's got excellent bloodlines. His grandfather, Willie Davis, is a pro football Hall of Famer who played for, get this, Paul Brown and Vince Lombardi. (laughs) So uh, the Davis family has been exposed to football at the highest level, to say the least. His father was also a successful uh, football player, but unfortunately got hurt and, and could not continue to play at the pro level. But uh, Davis, provided he stays healthy, yeah, he's playing in the pros. And he's going to be a high pick. Uh, think about Quentin Nelson, right? Nelson uh, ended up going number six overall to the Indianapolis Colts. is about as high as we can uh, remember seeing an interior offensive lineman go these days. And depending on team need, I don't think it's out of the realm of question that Wyatt Davis is a top 10 overall prospect in this year's class. But... I say that to also say this, Josh Myers, who plays next to him, is really freaking good. He's a redshirt junior. He's somewhere around 305, 310. Impressive on multiple fronts. This is my write-up that I presented to the TDN staff, uh, summarizing my opinions on Josh Myers. Mobility to sink in and turn out interior defensive linemen on scoop blocks and combo blocks stands out as a huge asset for the Buckeye zone off rushing offense. Uh, for a bigger center, his lateral mobility pops off the screen and served as an essential piece to the breakout play of J.K. Dobbins in 2019. Myers paired with two high-end guards in Wyatt Davis and Jonah Jackson. His ability to serve as the bridge from B-gap to B-gap provided stability and pass protection and rarely yielded leakage from opposing pass rushers. He's got a hell of an anchor. This is not a finesse center who can't hold his own against A-gap defenders in one-on-ones. Myers shows good foot speed to slide and mirror on the interior. I really appreciated his hand fits to secure blocks as he's exchanging between his guards. He showcased active communication with quarterback Justin Fields regarding protections in the pre-snap. So the center position, right, it's, it's essential to have that cerebral component down uh, because you're the glue. I, I use the phrasing, the bridge from B-gap to B-gap. And when Justin Fields got uncomfortable last year, it was because his left tackle, Thayer Munther, gave up a lot of pressure. A lot of guys crossing his face and coming inside into the B-gap, stemming outside before breaking across Munther's face or just rushing the outside track around. And that forced Fields to step up in the pocket or drop his eyes and kind of look for an escape route. But you know what? The amount of instances in which he was eating blitzes in his teeth were few and far between because that interior was nails. Really impressive to watch those guys work. The Locked On Network stands against racism and social injustice, and that is why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. If you've been a listener to Draft Dudes for any length of time now, you've probably heard all about our affinity for Bilt Bars. And uh, I, I would like to 
assure everyone because we get the questions a lot. They're asking us, you know, are these things legit or are they just because it's a sponsor for your show? The legitness of Built Bars cannot be overstated. As far as I've, as somebody who graduated from college with a degree in exercise science, I've had to kiss a lot of frogs in terms of nutritional bars and, and things to stay healthy and, and help manage my diet. And um, Whether you're looking for something like that, you're looking for something quick on the go, you're looking for something after a workout to kind of replace what you burned off, Built Bar will forever be my go-to because I have had to kiss those frogs, those brittle, chalky protein bars, uh, the ones that you're either getting way too many calories versus what you need, or they just taste terrible. Built Bar is none of the above. It's really impressive how they've managed to blend light calories between 110 and 150 calories per bar, good amount of protein, and one-seventh of grams of carbs and sugars versus your standard protein bar. Don't sleep on Built Bar. So find out for yourself. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to save $10 off your first box. That's promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com to save yourself $10 off your first box. Some of the other impressions that we've had throughout the course uh, of our studies, of course, Joe Marino has, uh, as the ACC guy, had a chance to tackle uh, Trevor Lawrence. And he's every bit of what he's being billed as. Uh, the quarterback studies that we have done thus far, uh, it's pretty interesting. We, we do have more than your standard three that have been graded with top 100 grades. We do have a fourth, uh, but is a player that, that's going to need a little bit of clarity in 2020. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields are our top two quarterbacks as things currently stand. Trey Lance does sit third. Uh, his talent's undeniable. His potential's undeniable. His natural ability is undeniable. But people are going to look at Trey Lance, they're going to look at the stat sheet, and they're going to say, wow, he didn't throw a single interception last year. Watch the games. <laughs> the UC Davis game is one that, that Dre Harris, who did the write-up for him, pointed out as uh, very glaring that there were some misreads, some misfires, and and Trey Lance, mathematically speaking, got every fortunate bounce that he possibly could last year because he had no business not throwing any interceptions. I'll say this for Trey Lance, though. He's going to be a first-round pick. Now, I don't care that he plays at North Dakota State. I don't care what his... his level of play is you watch the traits, you watch him throw the football, you watch him throw on the move, you see how active and dynamic he is as a runner. This is a first-round prospect right now, so get comfortable with that concept of Trey Lance being a top 32 player. Carson Wentz has proven that if you're good, you're good. And I know Carson Wentz has his skeptics and so on and so forth and the durability questions. And Trey Lance, he's going to have those same questions and concerns about protecting himself because he plays a very... Uh, free style of football. That was something Dre Harris mentioned when when selling us and pitching us on, on what he had seen in Trey Lance. He said, you know, they use this, this quarterback as much in the run game as any team I can remember in recent history, and he never slid. He never put his... He never ran out... Like, he was putting his shoulder down, his throwing shoulder down, and running over defenders. 
and you see what Carson Wentz's reckless abandon that he's played with has has kind of built up in the, the injuries that he's been able to build. And it's such an easy comparison and parallel to make because they're both North Dakota State quarterbacks and they're both going to be first-round picks. So, like, I'm not saying he's Carson Wentz. But Carson Wentz can be the blueprint for better and for worse for Trey Lance to say, look, you know, you play at the same school, you play in the same offense. Here it is. Like, it's clear as day. You've got the talent to be a first-round pick. But, word of caution, if you don't learn how to protect yourself, you run the risk of beating yourself up. And that is something that I will give a tip of the cap to Kyler Murray to. You know, as, as funny as it is to watch him just kind of like sit on his ass in the pocket when the when pass rushers are closing in around him, he's not taking a hit. And that's smart play. It's smart play to understand, I'm going to take a sack here, I'm going to take a four-yard loss, drop down on the ground and minimize my losses and not turn and bail and give up extra ground and lose extra yardage and save myself a hit simultaneously. That's the component of Trey Lance's game. In addition to more polish, right, as a natural thrower, he plays a very freewheeling style. And I had a chance to watch some Trey Lance back in May, put in three games, and the tools are all there. It's really exciting. But the other guy who's a top 100 guy, everybody wants to know who's the next guy in line. Is it Kyle Trask or Kellen Mond or K.J. Costello, who transferred to Mississippi State, or Tanner Morgan, the Minnesota kid? No. Jordan Reed gave Brock Purdy a top 100 grade, said closer to top 100 than top 75. So you're talking about a potential late day two passer, potential very early day three passer. But us at TDN, we have encountered a slew of quarterbacks who have something nice to work with, but a bunch of flaws and questions. And and Desmond Riddler Riddler from Cincinnati is another good example of that. Sean Clifford from Penn State is my example of that as far as a player that I specifically have studied and and was kind of waiting. Like Everybody's like, who's the next Joe Burrow? Who's the next Baker Mayfield? Next, Kyler Murray. Because if you think about it, each of the last three number one overall picks came into their final seasons of college football. They weren't consensus top picks. Joe Burrow was widely considered a a mid-day three quarterback. Baker Mayfield, same thing. Kyler Murray wasn't even supposed to play football. He was supposed to just play baseball. So, that's it. I can't speak for everybody else on staff, but I can speak for myself and say that that is a microscope that I'm trying to put these players through this year at the quarterback position that maybe I haven't in years past. And like you knew somebody was going to rise last year, but you didn't know that Joe Burrow was going to rise to the level that he did and throw 60 touchdown passes in one season and transcend Tua Tungavailoa and Justin Herbert, who probably would have been QB2 in 2019's NFL draft if he came out. Ends up being QB3 at pick six this year. So some of the quarterbacks that we have watched collectively as a group, Lawrence Fields, Trey Lance are top three. Brock Purdy sits at QB4. And then you've got this kind of gaggle of guys that we've all graded as early day three between the collective group of scouts at TDN. Sean Clifford, Desmond Ritter, 
Tanner Morgan, KJ Costello, Kyle Trask. Some of the other names that have been watched are Ellinger, Mond, Cone, Kenny Pickett, De'Ara King, Zach Wilson, Zach Thomas from App State, Brady White from Memphis, and Chase Bryce at Duke. So we got a fair amount of quarterbacks studied. Not all of them, and maybe the guy who's going to rise isn't a guy that we've had a chance to watch yet. But if I look at these day three guys, these early day three guys, Trask, Costello, Morgan, Ritter, and Clifford. I think Ritter and Clifford uh, are the two who are most appealing to me. Uh, Costello, the more I've watched him, and, and obviously the time he spent at Stanford, he's just his process. Throwing delivery is long. And you don't see a, guy, a lot of guys that need a lot of space within the pocket to throw in tight quarters that go on to have a lot of success. You know, as appealing as he is, and, and he's fairly athletic for a guy of his stature, get kind of like an Osweiler-y vibe there. Trask, man, Florida has such good weapons. And Trask, I get everybody wants to jump on Trask because he looks so much better than Felipe Franks. And that's not wrong. He did. But does Trask have the precision and the processing to be a high-level NFL quarterback? I don't know. But I look at guys like Desmond Ritter and Sean Clifford, and I think their mastery of their offenses relative to that of Trask is more appealing to me at this point in time. So Ritter, super toolsy kid at Cincinnati. Uh, he's got a ton of arm talent. He played very well at the first half of the year. Joe Marino, uh, when we had our scouting meeting, talked about how the later into the season that it got for him, uh, the more he almost felt like he was getting greedy trying to make and create a bunch of chunk plays, but he had an injury, a shoulder injury. So if you asked me who the riser was going to be at the quarterback position, I think Ritter's got the goods. He would probably be my pick at this point in time, although, of course, it is still very early. Uh, presuming there's a college season to be played. Uh, we hope so. We certainly hope so. But uh, everybody's just kind of in wait-and-see mode as far as, especially the college level. I think the NFL has the infrastructure. They'll figure it out. But uh, the colleges, man, that, it's that's a tough chore and task. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers alike. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I would leave you with this. Uh, we have 180 players done as of this morning, as I said, and some sleepers, some, some guys who graded well, who I've had a chance to watch and really appreciate it. I'm going to sit here and, and flip through. Starting first and foremost, 
uh, with Josh Myers, the center from Ohio State. Potential first-round pick? Absolute. I don't think that's a question. Uh, I'll, I'm going to keep all my guys in the Big Ten. They're the guys I'm the most intimate with and know the best. Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. Uh, defensive end. He's what we thought A.J. Epinesa was before A.J. Epinesa went to the combine, if that makes sense. I think Hutchinson has the explosiveness and dynamic play uh, that Epinesa turned out to be lacking as far as from an, an athletic skill set and, and profile perspective. Uh, Jalen Mayfield, also at Michigan, offensive tackle. I think this is a top 100 player right now, but with positive steps forward in his technique, he has the potential to ascend and be a uh, top 50 player, in my opinion. He's got all the tools. And uh, Jordan Reed, speaking with him, uh, he has spoken to some close to the Michigan organization that they expect big things from Jalen Mayfield this year as well. Penn State's got some dogs. Guys, I know they're the Lions, uh, but these cats got some dogs as far as some really exciting players with really exciting potential. Uh, Shaka Tony is one defensive end. And it was really enjoyable to watch him, number 18, go back and compare and contrast his play style to that of Yeter Grossmatos. Uh, and the other thing that jumped off at me watching Penn State and their defense, obviously aside of Micah Parsons, who is a sleeper for absolutely no one, Jason Owa is the other defensive end, number 28. And I'll be damned if from just a pure pass rush palette perspective, Yuter Grossmanos might have been the third best pass rusher on Penn State's defense last year. Jason Owa, this dude has some bonkers numbers. Uh, if you have not seen his tape, he's listed at 6'5", 257. He's listed, courtesy of Penn State Strength and Conditioning Program, with a 4.33 in the 40 at 257. A 4.11 in the short shuttle, a 10-foot, 7-inch broad in the 36-and-a-half-inch vert. Now, people are going to say, well, Kyle, you know, that's nice and fine and dandy, but there's no way this man runs 4.33 at 257. Okay. Even if he doesn't, and he runs three-tenths of a second slower in the 40, He's still a monster. <laughs> so, and I've watched him. They've got videos of him running side by side with Micah Parsons, who's been listed in the low uh, four fours. And this dude is bigger than Parsons, and he goes stride for stride with Parsons. So Jason Owa, O W E H. Remember that name. Uh, that is the big time sleeper that I've got for Penn State. Uh, Journey Brown kind of slept on. I know they, they had some other backs there at Penn State. Journey Brown came on late. And, and even Jahan Dotson, uh, kind of in the K.J. Hamler role, he's not as explosive. But Penn State's got a good program this year. I, I think between center Michael Manet, Dotson, Journey Brown, Sean Clifford, 
Pat Fryermuth offensively, they've got enough to really make some noise in the Big Ten defensively. They got some studs. They got more elite athletes. I don't know what they're putting in the, the water up there in Happy Valley for the football program, but I'm a little annoyed that uh, I, with a degree from Penn State, couldn't get my hands on any of it for myself. But um, listen, tomorrow is Takes on Takes. Might be back with a guest. I, I ha- need to get some RSVPs aligned, but I may be back tomorrow with somebody else. If not, I'll steer you through it myself. We'll get through this without Joe. Prove to him we don't need him. Kyle Krabs, signing off. Thanks, as always, for listening to Draft Dudes. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Monday, and I hope to see you again tomorrow. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite-only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.